Hey guys, real quick post edit edition here. Hey, we took this episode and it's all around phone sales. It's an incredible episode, but the content itself, it trailed off to beyond 30 minutes. So we're actually taking it and we're chopping it up into two parts. So this first part, we'll talk about uh, like the, the initial intro to phone sales, uh, how it can enhance your marketing and increase your new business gathered. And then also the why and how behind building an internal phone sales team. Should you, should you not, how to do it, et cetera. Next week, we're going to be talking about the third topic that's going to be discussed, which will be all around some best practices, navigating conversations, overcoming objections, uh, delivering the clothes, that kind of stuff. So we got a great episode, guys. Stay tuned. Welcome in, guys, to episode number 28 of the Advisor Odyssey podcast. Today's episode topic is all about phone sales. Should you, as a financial advisor, should you be doing any form of phone sales? And if so, what should that look like? What shouldn't it look like? And then some tips and tricks and best practices around it should you decide to do it. Now, hopefully by the end of this, I will have convinced you to at least consider doing it. Okay. But really quick, phone sales has a major negative connotation to it uh, for, for a lot of people. Because a lot of people think of it as cold calling. Now, I want to be clear. We are not talking about cold calling today. We're not doing you know, cold blanketed soliciting to random people. We're talking about, uh, let's call it warm calling. Okay. We're talking about warm calling today. And that's going to be at least what I consider when you call prospects that are in your database. So prospects, leads, et cetera, that you have either uh, seen in person at like maybe an event, they've already called in your office to get something. They've uh, maybe scheduled an appointment and just haven't become a client or they never showed up to the appointment. They've downloaded some material online. They, again, at the end of the day, a warm prospect is someone who has at least heard of you and engaged with you in some capacity. So the three things we're going to be discussing today specifically about phone sales. The first is why picking up the phone can enhance your marketing and increase your new business gathered. The second will be the why and how of building an internal phone sales team. And third, some general best practices around using the phone and tracking the data, leaving voicemails, navigating conversations towards like the desired outcome texting, all that kind of stuff, okay? So stay tuned, guys. we got an amazing episode coming your way. This is the Advisor Odyssey audio experience where financial advisors, planners, insurance agents, and brokers will find fresh new ideas and perspectives around what it takes to launch, succeed, scale, and bulletproof their business. All right, first part of this here is why picking up the phone can enhance your marketing and increase your new business. So... When it comes to increasing and enhancing your marketing, okay, one thing to address is phone sales are one of the greatest marketing funnels, client acquisition funnels, that a single advisor can build next to email marketing. They're both crazy high return on your investments. Now, this is where uh, we're going to differentiate here. Email marketing is great for a handful of reasons but it is entirely dependent upon how successful the actual email campaign is. A well-done email campaign is wildly like successful. It's process-driven. It's duplicatable. It's, what, it's like the holy grail when it comes to digital marketing sometimes, uh, for most, I should say. Now, phone sales, anyone can do this. You can learn how to do it. You don't need any fancy tools. You don't need any sort of like crazy in-depth knowledge. It's, it's really more of like the, the evergreen, it's always there marketing funnel and quite frankly, marketing philosophy. It's been around for years and there's a reason for it. It still seems to work. So 
Um, the phone itself, though, when it comes to the marketing piece, too, is it's a very, very easy way to market directly back to your existing database. Now, again, I mentioned this earlier. We're not talking about cold prospects. These are people that already know about you and they're familiar with your firm or they've engaged with you in some capacity. These individuals are prime for marketing within your own database and you need to be marketing to them somehow. Now, you can spend a lot of money uh, or maybe even a little money on building out some unique elaborate plan. You can do email marketing. You can sign up for like a digital marketing vendor to drip on these people and, and engage with them. You can pay a firm to go in there and try to find like existing business opportunities or previously missed business opportunities in that clientele. There's a lot of options here and really there, there's multiple, not just two. But if you don't want to spend the money, which I would encourage you not to spend the money on this unless you've already been calling I would recommend you to just pick up the phone and call that existing database. So what digital marketing and advertisements lack is being personal. Okay. No matter what anyone says, you can personalize email campaigns. You can add their first name. You can make it somewhat unique. You can add a niche topic to it. You can do those things, but you can't call it an email campaign if it's only being sent to one person specifically for one reason. So, if you can't do that, it's, it's not personal. As soon as it goes to even more than one person, it's not personal anymore. Phone calls and phone selling can be and should be very personal. When you marry your digital marketing efforts with phone conversations, like phone selling conversations, success will attend your efforts far more than if you leave one of the two out of the equation. And again, most people would love to prefer to just do email marketing and leave phone sales and phone marketing in the distance. Very few would do the opposite. I'm telling you, you should be doing both. <clears throat> so uh, when it comes to the tracking part of this, like uh, let's say you start calling out, but now you're curious, how do I know if it's working? What should I be tracking? Like if you track the data, you will be able to quantify the importance between those in your database that you call and those you don't. This is what, uh, again, I've had a handful of advisors that I work with start doing this consistently. They've been doing it for uh, probably since 2020, a lot of them, but still very, very many are hesitant to do this. And I get it. So that's also why I'm recording this podcast. It's also to share with them that you do not have to be as hesitant to do this. There's, there's no ego here. There's no pride issues here. Like phone calls and phone selling does not have to have a negative connotation, but what you'll find I can 99% guarantee this. What you will find is that if you took all of your prospects, let's say you had a thousand prospects in your database, you called 500 of them once, maybe twice a month. And then you didn't call, you know, the other half of them, the other 500 odds are the ones you were calling have a higher uh, conversion percentage. They have a higher engagement percentage. They tend to make better clients in the first 60 to 90 days. And they also probably treat your team better. That's another unique stat from this. They tend to treat your service team better. So um, when it comes to like tracking the data, there's really only six like key metrics or measurables that I think you should be tracking. And you can get really in depth on this, but I think there's really only six you should be paying attention to. And again, these are in no particular order, but those six are this. The first thing to track is how many phone calls did you or your team make? The second, how many of the right people picked up? 
So if we're in like B2B sales, we would say how many decision makers picked up the phone. For you, it would be how many times did you call and you actually got the prospect on the phone? Not their spouse, not their, uh, I guess maybe it was a, a, you know, you had a meeting with both of them, but you always want to be calling the one that you specifically that engaged with you and your team. Uh, you don't want to have like, you know, the, the child or like the grandchild that picks up the phone. You don't want to have the work pick up the phone. Like how many people, how many times did the person who picked up the phone, that was the person who you were trying to reach, or they at least got you to the person you were trying to reach. The third metric to track is how many of those individuals either wanted the value sent to them or they at the very least gave you true confirmation that they appreciated you reaching out to share it. Okay. We want to figure out how many showed uh, appreciation for the value that you were calling about, which again, we'll talk about why you're calling later on, but they showed appreciation or they actually wanted you to send it their way. The fourth metric to track is how many said yes to the call to action that you deliver on that phone call or the multitude of call to actions. We want to track, and this is the fifth one, how many showed up to their agreed upon call to action. Okay. So for example, that call to action was, yes, I will attend your workshop. You want to look, did that person show up? And our sixth metric would be how many of those converted to clients and did business with you, whether it was an all-in client or it was just a more of a transactional based sale, like how many did some sort of business with you? And those are the six metrics, guys. It's, it's not a crazy, it's like scientific formula. Track those six things and you'll have all the data that you'll need to quantify whether it's working or not, if it's worth it or not. And then also you'll have enough data to figure out if it's predictable or not. And if it's predictable, which it should be, if you're tracking it accurately and doing it the right way, you will know how much money, if any, to allocate towards it. And you'll be able to predict your return on the investment long-term. So moving into the second piece of this is uh, all about the why and how of building an internal phone sales team. Now, look, I, there are a lot of advisors and financial professionals listening to this podcast right now who they are uh, like, they're a lone wolf. They do everything on their own. They're road warriors. They're working out of their home. Maybe they have an office space. They're tied to another firm. Like they're responsible for everything they do. They, they eat what they kill. But for those of you who have bandwidth, maybe you have additional resources, you have additional capital. I believe that it is absolutely critical that you build a team internally to help you with phone sales opposed to you doing it all yourself, unless you have to. Your time is more valuable and you've got other things you could and probably should be doing as well. So when you look to hire somebody, here's what you're really looking to hire for. You're looking for an appointment setter, not a telemarketer. Let's get that real, like through everyone's head right now, really clear and communicated. You don't want a telemarketer. You are not a telemarketer. You're trying to find an appointment setter. That is the mindset because they are not trying to sell anything on the phone. They're strictly trying to get you, the advisor, one at bat, one appointment, or to one event with that prospect. I use the term at bat, by the way. That's a reference to a previous episode, an article I wrote uh, that's all about the stages and the life cycle of a lead. The at bat is the very first step. Okay, You're looking for somebody, you're looking to hire somebody that you can ultimately compensate based entirely around their performance and results. Okay, the advisors that I know that are having the most success with phone sales, 
uh, as in like building a phone sales team and their team's having the most success is that they're compensated per appointment that shows up to meet with them. And that actually uh, like follows through with the call to action. It's not an hourly thing. It's not a salary. It's not really a bonus driven deal. You can sometimes have bonuses weaved in there. Again, check with your compliance on what you can and can't actually compensate for. So everyone's going to have slightly different scenarios here, but ultimately you're looking to hire somebody who, well, here, I'll, I'll give you a real example of this. There's an advisor that I work with. Uh, they have a team of uh, two. I believe it's three now, but at the time of hearing the story, there was only two uh, appointment setters on their phone sales team. They had a prospect database of over 6,000 people. Over the years, they've been marketing uh, like pretty aggressively, and they've been trying to build their firm. They're wildly successful now. They're a team of about five or six currently, uh, and two of them are appointment setters. Or at the time, there was two, so maybe now there's three and there's seven on the team. But anyways, they structured their pay as you will be compensated uh, $75 for every single prospect that you call in our database who shows up to an appointment at our office. Now they did specify an appointment at the office. They did not have a stipulation there. They were not trying to get those prospects to attend an event or attend a webinar or to do a phone call appointment. Theirs was very specifically attend an appointment in our office. So those phone callers, like the appointment setters, they were given a huge database of names. And again, the CRM had had a lot of this good data. Okay, there's another episode I recorded on how to build your CRM and like organize it. You'll find a lot of information there. But they basically just call through that database. The advisors are marketing their, their, you know, whether they're seminars, workshops, they're doing digital marketing, radio, TV, like they're spread out. But when these leads come in, they, they tag where they came from and they tag whatever the topic was. So if a radio lead called in from a radio show that was talking a lot about social security or tax planning, for example, that was tagged in the database. So the appointment setter called that individual with a, uh, like around the topic of tax planning or social security. And they engage with that individual on the phone if they picked up and their goal is to get them into the office for an appointment. They get paid $75 for every single appointment that shows up. So when these individuals, let's say one of them, they might dial out a thousand times. They might make 1000 dials in a week. They, when they know that they're strictly paid on the actual results that follow, not just the time they spend, you're going to have a lot more intentional dials. Now, if that individual gets paid $75 per dial, and again, these are the metrics you'll find, but you might find that of every, you know, call it 10 dials that individual makes to the number in the database, you'll have five people pick up. Of those five people, four will be the person you're trying to talk to. Of those four, Two of them will say that they appreciate the value that you're calling about. And then maybe one of them will actually say yes to the call to action. So if you have, again, out of every hundred people, if you have 10 individuals after the thousand dials, because we talked to hundred people, but we really only got 10 uh, appointments set up. You might in your office, if you have a, like a process around this, you might have of those 10 people, mm, six of them show up to the first appointment. Okay. When let's say six of them show up to your first appointment, that appointment setter is getting paid $450. Okay. $75 per appointment that shows up that they set. Now it doesn't matter if they convert to become a client, but, um, when you pay based on who shows up, that appointment setter is also much more intentional around 
why that person should come in, following up on that person being there. They might even make a handful of more dials to that individual to make sure they've got it all figured out. They're going to they're gonna only process more. But I know appointment setters, I don't know them personally, but it, the advisor work they've told me that some of their appointment setters, their best ones on average, they will make upwards of forty to $50,000 a year working part-time. Like we're talking maybe 10 to 15, 20 hours a week at most. A lot of them are in college or they're just graduating college. Some there, it's just a summer job for them. Like they are busting their butt and they are getting paid well because they're just good at their craft. You're going to find someone who's just really good at this naturally. But anyways, that's how they're paying them and compensating them. So don't get caught up on that. Okay. Hey guys, post edit edition here again, as I said, a bit of an abrupt ending, but we broke this episode up into two parts. Stay tuned next week. We're going to be talking about the best practices around navigating conversations, handling objections, overcoming them, how to build scripts, and lots more. So stay tuned. Be on the lookout for the next episode airing next Sunday. We hope you enjoyed the Advisor Odyssey audio experience. Connect with us on your favorite social media platforms at Advisor Odyssey. You can find our full-length educational videos to watch on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out all our articles and publications on medium.com forward slash Advisor Odyssey. The Advisor Odyssey podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The contents and opinions shared, expressed, or otherwise alluded to on the Advisor Odyssey podcast and audio experience are solely ideas not to be depicted as tax, legal, or investment advice. Results from the use of these concepts may not be representative of the experience of all financial professionals and are no guarantee of future success. Your results may vary. The Advisor Odyssey and its affiliated members are not to be held liable or responsible for any lawful recourse or punishment invoked upon the individual or accompanying business partners or team members. Federal law, state law, and or insurance carrier requirements may prohibit or place limitations on any of the ideas and activities expressed. All advisors, planners, wholesalers, affiliated reps, and investment advisors should be aware of any limitations imposed by federal regulation, state regulation, insurance carriers, broker dealers, and registered investment advisors as applicable. Investment advisors are strongly encouraged to obtain pre-approval from the broker dealer, registered investment advisor, insurance company, or similar institution with which they may be affiliated. 